0: This is Upload Media. So glad you're here listening to us again.
1: Again. <laughs> again. Oh. <laughs> it's us, your favorite host of your all-time favorite podcast, other
0: yeah. Sarah Cleave and Caleb Scales here to wow your earbuds.
1: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Wow your earbuds. Yeah.
0: Yum. A little razzle-dazzle for your earbuds. <laughs> A little sparkle <laughs> and
1: glimmer and glitter. Yes. In Pow. your ears. Exactly. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad you're back listening to us um, on your favorite podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram to check out the LAS website and upload to, media. Oh, sorry, not LAS. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry, Logan. <laughs> LOL. Upload <laughs> media. That's what we are now. <laughs> yes, check out the website. Give us a. Um, I don't know what do you call it, a subscribe?
1: Yeah, give us a subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to our pod on the Upload Media website. Mm-hmm. And please review and like and rate our podcast wherever you are listening right now.
0: Yeah, there's so many good podcasts that Upload does. And, you know, you'd be supporting not only us, but other local creators. Mm-hmm. So there's that.
1: Yeah, but also just keep in mind that this is the best one.
0: Right, that we're the most important. We are. And we know <laughs> that you think that, but, you know.
1: Try and spread the love, <laughs> but, I mean, if you're biased, You have so much love why. to
0: give, so, you know.
1: Yes, but we'd like the majority <laughs> of it, please.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, Sarah, tell me everything. Okay, give me the 411.
1: Oh, well, I'm in a really grumpy mood today.
0: Mm.
1: Mm, that's never a good thing for Been me. Been
0: there. I
1: don't like that.
0: I don't like it for you, either.
1: I hate being in a bad mood because... I also love like the self pity train, right? Ooh,
0: yeah, that's always the word.
1: But then I get mad at me because I know better. It's self
0: perpetuating. Yes. Yeah. And
1: then I'm like, why are you acting like this? But then I'm like, do it because it feels good. And then I'm like, please rise above this behavior. <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't want to. So it's really hard. Yeah. And um, I'm just happy to be here. I kind of lost my voice this past weekend. We went to Lost Island Water Park. And so you
0: spent a lot of time yelling at the children.
1: I was laughing and yelling on the rides.
0: Oh, cute. Yes.
1: And then I woke up the next morning and I was like,
0: oh, I can't talk. <laughs> and
1: this is probably like the first day I feel like I've got some of my vocal range back. Sure. And I don't sound like I am a lifelong smoker. Right. Again. Have
0: you been doing some vocal warm ups? Like,
1: oh. I've not even really been able to. No? Okay. I've like lived in my... Mid mm-hmm. uh, range tenor to bass range for the past like four days.
0: I've always, you know, enjoyed a little, you know, vocal fry in mm-hmm. my like female vocalists. You know, I like little it too. Yeah. yeah, It's a character. You it know, it is. Yeah.
1: It is definitely a vibe.
0: So I'm enjoying listening to you as much as I am looking at you. Mm. (laughs) Thanks, Caleb. Yes, we sit
1: right across from one another. Mm -hmm. No one can see us because we don't have a camera. Except for
0: you know, Craig. (laughs) Okay, Craig can see
1: us. Yes, he's the only one. Um, And we're now sitting at a rectangular shaped table. Mm -hmm. So we are even further apart. It's
0: a long table.
1: It's like it the Last Supper.
0: Yeah, a little bit. It kind of feels like the king and queen, you know, and there's yes. like, yeah,
1: our peasants mm-hmm. are hovered around. Right, we're throwing our scraps. vassals.
0: Yeah, I'm like, yeah. here, you can have some of that roast pig if you want. I yeah. Guess.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> so that's that's just a little insight into our our space. Into our space. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's it. I just want to sleep, and um. Yeah, <laughs> yay! But you're here, and I, I love that. am here. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: What's new with you, Boo?
0: Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like my routine's been thrown off this week. Why? My schedule is pretty set most of the time, and this week is not that. So I feel kind of mentally wonky. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I feel like there's a set expectation with, like, how I live my life and, like, what my routine is and blah, 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 blah. And now that I'm not living in that space, my head feels very, like, activated, but mm-hmm. also, like, anxious and worried. But, like, everything is fine, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been a weird week. Mm. But I'm here. You are. Yeah. And you know what? Being here is, like, half the battle.
1: It is. You just got to get here. Turn those mics on. Right. And look talking. at your
0: beautiful face. And then everything just comes together.
1: No, know. Kale keeps calling <laughs> me beautiful. because you are. Like God
0: damn it. Today, but
1: I'll accept it because I actually could use a compliment. Yeah. What else?
0: Tell Ta- <laughs> me more. <laughs> you're stunning. You're intelligent. Um, you're so talented. Mm. You inspire me with your love and compassion for the people around you. Oh, that was good. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to say, well, Tell two me. things that I want to say. Ooh. So I'm not a very tech savvy person. For those that don't know me, like my ability to use any type of technology is just extremely limited. But I had to do two things this week. I had to write a bio about me,
0: yeah.
1: which I cannot stand doing. I could write one about you and make you sound amazing and all of the great things mm-hmm. would come so easily to mind. Right. But about myself... <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what, what is it about me again that right. is important? Um, and then I also had to write a class description for a yoga class that I'm going to teach for mm-hmm. Harmony Fest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't know what to do. And my mom was like, you should use chat GBT. And I was like, okay. I had never used it. I downloaded the app. And I was like, I need a bio about me, about Sarah Jane Van Cleve, who teaches yoga and practices sound and does all these things. I had the most outstanding bio. About me.
0: Well, it was like weird to chat read it about yourself. Yes. Yeah. I was
1: like, damn, Sarah Jane Van Cleave is like I want to get amazing. to know that bitch. Yes. She like, sounds great. Exactly. I would hire <laughs> me for literally anything. Wow.
0: Yeah. I've actually been hearing that chat GBT has been like become this tool mm-hmm. that people are using like in interviews and, you know, working on their, um, what do you call them? On like a resume. CVs. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. I can see why, yeah. especially it's those tasks that you could do, but you're like, mm. and it you put off until the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the amount of time I th- have taken to think about what I thought I would write is so great compared to the time
0: right. it took Chat Ch- GPT did it in like two seconds. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I needed like something revised after I had the initial bio, so I said, "Can you actually make it sound more like this?" And again, I had like four paragraphs oh of God. excellence about wow. me, and I was like, "God." I am just God's gift. Mm. If nothing else, I am perfect in every way. You're
0: embodying excellence yes. right here in this moment. According
1: to this <laughs> bio, I am everything.
0: Well, isn't it funny that we get it in our own way, right? That our mind like prevents us from honoring the things that are good about us, mm-hmm. right? That, yes. So that's kind of cool that that was an experience for you.
1: I know. So I'm going to utilize that more often.
0: Mm. Yeah, whenever you need to pick me up or yeah. somebody to, like, you know, <laughs> gas you up. up. <laughs> Chat GPT, tell me what's good about me. <laughs> That's a good idea. I, like,
1: I am an outstanding lover and human. Please write about me. It'll be like, I don't even know what it would say. But it was amazing. So I wanted to share that with our audience. Oh,
0: well, thank you.
1: You're welcome. And then the other thing I want to say is I am thinking of starting a book club.
0: Ooh. I don't I know would if join. I've
1: talked to you about this. I don't
0: know what the books would be, but I'm already into it. I that.
1: don't even care what the books would be. Beautiful. I love reading. Yeah. And I posted
0: uh, I've been reading.
1: I know. Sorry, go ahead. We can talk about your read after <laughs> I finish my okay. thought. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I do want to hear all about the book you're reading. Yeah. Because that is a shared um interest of ours is hmm. reading, knowledge seeking. Yeah. So I posted some books that I bought and read yesterday on the Instagram, and I've been talking with our friend Brody a lot about reading. Caleb is making a hateful face towards hmm. me.
0: Okay. Okay. hmm Continue. Anyway,
1: and he was like, you should start a book club. And I was like, you know what, Brody? I really should, because he enjoys reading, too. I don't know if you knew that about our shared friend.
0: I don't talk to him. No. <laughs> That's not true. I work with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a group chat. I know. <laughs> that we're active in like multiple times a day. Right. Nice try though. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was like, I think I I might do that. And I don't even care what the books are, but I love reading so much and I keep buying books. Mm-hmm. I have way more books than I have time to read, Yeah. but it's a very fulfilling hobby and way to spend money for me i can like justify the money spent because Mm -hmm. it's a book
0: Well, yeah it's like self-enriching right it is and you know you will get to those books at some point is what we tell ourselves (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) and i'm sure sure a lot of our
0: listeners probably understand that too Uh uh-huh um but yeah i'm guilty of that i actually just went to prairie lights for the first time in iowa city and that was really cute i've
1: never heard of that
0: um it's a big deal i guess in terms of Bookstores. Oh, um, why did why? Is I it don't know. Job? It's like one awards or something for like an independent bookstore, right? I don't know. Okay. But um, I actually came across like a graphic novel that had to do with um recovery.
1: Oh, did you get from it?
0: Addiction. I, yeah, I loved it.
1: You read it already? Yeah. No, I
0: yeah I like ate that. Devoured it, it. I devoured it. Cool. Yeah, it was so good.
1: Who'd you go there with?
0: Myself, me, myself, and I. What about me? Um. Mm -hmm. I went down to Iowa City because I was in therapy and that's where my therapist is. So I was down there and I was like, I don't know what to do with all these feelings that I have about this therapy session that I was at. I'm going to
1: spend it away. Right.
0: Essentially is what I did is I walked around and yeah, I was like, ooh, bookstore. Ooh, look, books about queer yoga and books Ooh, about recovery were there and so, books about queer yoga? yeah and i cool. bought that one too and i've been reading Ooh. that and it's been like really good because it's all about like liberation being found in your body through yoga practice oh, and i love that dealing with anger and frustration about you know these boundaries not these boundaries these the limitations that you put on yourself mm. or the society puts on you and i was like mm, yeah this is all the things that i need to hear so
1: mm. well i will Borrow that too, please. Oh,
0: yeah, you can definitely borrow it. Thanks. Yeah, as long as you give it back. Okay. Okay. I will. I yeah. still
1: have um, Daring Greatly. Oh, yeah. It's there. It's so good. I'm bad. We
0: love Brene Brown. We love Brene we love She's her. one of
1: our favorite middle aged white women.
0: Brene, if you ever listen to this podcast, just we know that you. I love you with my whole heart. And
1: we'd like you to guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come Fine. to Iowa,
0: come to Cedar Rapids and be on our podcast. Thank you.
1: Uh, But anyway, I just say all those things to say, I would like to start a physical in real life book club, but Mm. then I would also love if our listeners would join.
0: Ooh, I love this idea. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And you guys can suggest book ideas to Mm. us on our social channels. Yeah. And you can read the books that we're reading too. Mm -hmm. And we can all chime in and have discussions. I love
0: this idea so much.
1: Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's that on the book club. Stay Uh. tuned.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to develop this stuff further for sure. Me too. Okay.
1: What cool. else is going on?
0: Um. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and actually, it came up in this um, newsletter that I subscribed to on Substack. Um, our own Liz Lens writes it, and you should go check her uh, Substack out. It's called Men Yell at Me. But, um, she had this newsletter that kind of touched on this thing that. Has happened to me a couple times where she mentioned, you know, being frustrated about, you know, a certain topic or social issue and people telling her to like calm down and stop being hysterical about, you mm. know, being afraid of, you know, a change that's happening in the legislature or whatever. And that's something that I definitely related to that, like, was so, um, I was like, oh yeah, I remember being told, like, to stop fear mongering and to stop like freaking out about LGBTQ issues being. You know, at, at the uh, in danger. Yeah. You know of you know legislators trying to you know destroy our rights or whatever. And then of course in Iowa, this thing happens. You know in March, where Kim Reynolds signs into um, into law that we are banning gender affirming care for trans youths, mm-hmm. um, despite you know any scientific or medical research that's saying this is actually a good thing, um, but it's based in some kind of you know political play, you know, that she's trying to get brownie points from Republican, conservative um, crazies. Yeah. It makes me wonder if
1: if she's trying to, like, prepare herself for a run for something There's been a lot of
0: speculation about that, for sure. Mm. And I don't know if there's been anything, you know, concrete that she says that she's actually trying to do that, but it definitely kind of seems that way. Mm -hmm. You know.
1: We don't like him. No! No. Ew. Yuck.
0: It's She's so frustrating. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> at work, I had a co-worker say that like if she ever came back in to get served uh, at the restaurant that um, we were at, that they would absolutely re- re- uh, refuse service to her.
1: Really? I was like,
0: yeah. No, I love that energy. <laughs> absolutely refuse service to these people.
1: I would, too, honestly, if I worked in service. I'm- right. I don't like her. Call that
0: a form of activism. Yeah, take that, bitch. (laughs) Get fucked.
1: Iowa is moving in directions that really freak me out.
0: Yeah, it's disconcerting, Mm -hmm. to say the least.
1: It is. I was reading, you know, her Bible called Facebook the other day. But someone had commented on probably one of KCRG's articles that they had posted about the current events and all the things that are in Uh, legislate our legislature right now and someone commented and they were like you know when I lived in Iowa it was one of the more progressive states and we were accepting and we voted on things you know like gay marriage and we were one of the first states to do it if not the first state to do it
0: we were one of the first five yes
1: and we were really proud of that (coughs) and here we are now moving backwards and revoking rights Mm -hmm. and Creating a really unsafe environment for people that once felt very safe and held because of the changes we were Mm -hmm.
0: making. Yeah.
1: And it's sad to see.
0: Well, that's something actually that I, uh, yeah, that brings up a lot. I was watching um, some clip on MSNBC and I think it was um, Joy Reid. I love her. I love her too. Yes. She
1: is. Okay. I just have to say. Yeah. Tangent. Let's go. I. Look at her stuff on Instagram all the time, and mm. I often repost it. She has looked at my story. <gasps> yeah. Oh
0: my god, I love that. I know me too. Wow.
1: I know. I'm famous. I screenshot it for proof and yeah, everything. I love
0: that. No, that's incredible. I, yeah. Joanne Reed, we love we you. We
1: love you. You can come be a guest too.
0: Um, but I don't know if you saw this, but when the um when the legislature in Iowa had the special session to um you know vote on. Uh, the six week abortion ban Which is essentially a full ab- Abortion ban most people don't even know that they're pregnant Right until Correct. you know m- More weeks than six Right. You know at that point you're just like oh Did I miss my period didn't I I don't know And mm-hmm. you know um, But essentially there was a, a woman And I forget her name but she lives in Des Moines and she moved here um, From Georgia I believe hmm. um, And she went in and she had like she railed Against the um, legislators Voting on it And um, at, in Des Moines, um, at the, you know, session or whatever, and basically was just calling them out and telling them that they were horrible people, you know, and brought up the fact that they were restricting SNAP benefits, um, talked about that it was hypocrisy that they were gonna be holding, um, you know, a celebration of passing this bill at a church later. Mm. And it was just like, she Joanne Reed brought this woman on to talk about it, and she brought on this other um, Iowa medical practitioner, an OBGYN, to talk about all of it, and Mm -hmm. it was like, man this sucks and mm-hmm. this lady from des moines um basically was like i moved here because of all these reasons mm-hmm. right because iowa you know it was gonna have a better life or whatever and now i'm here and i'm like you know fuck this place mm-hmm. you know which i don't think that was, those were her words but it was essentially that feeling you know mm-hmm. that the gist of it you know it's like do i move do i leave iowa do i like this is awful
1: i've thought about that too i I have been on birth control, thank God, mm-hmm. um, for the past couple of years. But I'm like, what am I supposed to do as an extremely fertile woman who enjoys being sexually active? Mm-hmm. Do I just never have sex again? Do I stay on birth control for the rest of my life? Which I will point out is so harmful for women and their bodies. Mm-hmm. We don't even understand the long term effects that birth control have on women. Right. I have a friend who worked in healthcare, and her... The doctor that she worked for told her if her own children wanted to be on birth control, I mean, she would never let them. That's how horrible it is for their for our bodies. So it's like, it's terrifying to me. Totally. That I might have to be put in an extremely difficult and uncomfortable and hurtful situation mm. just because our lawmakers are supposedly so pro-life that they want to help the unborn fetus that's not even a real person yet. Mm -hmm. However, they refuse to do anything for the actual living, breathing humans. So we're going to take away SNAP benefits for all these kids that didn't ask to be present. And
0: they're taking funding away from education, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't actually care about kids. They do not. It's It's a play. Yes. You know, it's like some kind of like performance art that they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's absurd.
1: I also read something and I'm going to have to find it so that I can quote it. But it was talking about that the majority of abortions in the past decade were uh, had by white people, white women. Mm. And so because now (laughs) we're headed in this direction where. The our national majority is going to become people of color. Oh, replacement soon. theory. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. We love a good replacement theory <laughs> um, that like they really want abortion to be illegal so that the white population can continue sure.
0: to grow. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that that's a thought in uh-huh. the minds. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I know. Right. And And I guess, you know, it's speculation, but it does feel like that's kind of like this idea. And they talk about it. I mean, like Tucker Carlson had a whole thing on it, you know, years ago before his show was canceled. Yeah. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely one of those things that comes that I keep coming back to. It's like, I'm afraid for these things of these things, you know, continuing to progress. Right. Uh, This kind of like uh, pro religious um, conservatism that seems to be, you know, at play here and in the legislature Mm -hmm. um, and being afraid of what the consequences of that kind of extremism um, is going to wreak havoc on, you know, our lives Um, and constantly being told that like, that's not going to happen. And I remember that being told that when I was, you know, complaining about the idea that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm being told that I was, you know, freaking out for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you know, now, (laughs) I was right you know here's the reason I I said you know that I was afraid this was gonna happen and when it happens it's like silence Mm -hmm. you know
1: remember when we had Liz Bennett on yeah love her hey Liz hey Liz Um, but she was saying you know the people who are fighting for this pro-life side just as long and hard as we who are pro-choice have been Mm -hmm. fighting they have too and they've been building and Mm -hmm. they've been planning and they've been working and I feel like sometimes, because we all you know kind of live in our own little bubble, mm-hmm. things happen, and we're like, "Well, where did that come from?" Right. And it's like it's been. Well, if you're in not paying works, attention, right? right? Yeah. But who? I feel like it takes a really special person, and not like people who are engaged with their communities are like aliens, right? You can be a right. normal person and care, but I think to stay engaged for years and stay abreast of what is going on mm-hmm. takes really intentional time right. and I think the majority of people can be engaged for a little bit or on maybe just one or two topics that they resonate with mm-hmm. and then they kind of go live life right uh, but to stay engaged and know like this is happening and this is happening now and they're going to vote on this that takes a lot yeah and when we're not paying attention we forget that there are people working really really hard just like we are for all of the things that we don't believe in right right to turn back the hands of time and, and screw of progress. us all, yeah, yeah. And
0: it kind of reminds me too of the, um, I think it was Biden's State of the Union, right, when he was talking about how Republicans wanted to like dismantle Social Security and Medicare and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they got he got booed or hissed at um, and told that he was lying or whatever. There was like you know outrage in Congress. They're
1: so disrespectful. I
0: know it was Marjorie Taylor Greene that I think was censored oh in some way or whatever. God. <laughs> But it's so funny because, like, you can look back and you can see so many interviews, you know, with Republican lawmakers, especially the like, top dog, you know, like Mitch McConnell, who, like, mentioned talking about dismantling Social Security mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's like, what what are you actually saying? You know, like, is this a part of your agenda or isn't it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it seems like depending on who they're talking to, they're saying yes. And sometimes they're saying no, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it's like, if we're looking at the actions, these things are a part of their agenda, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's so disconcerting, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's frustrating to be told that I'm paranoid Mm -hmm. or that I'm like freaking out for no reason or, You know, that I'm listening to liberal propaganda, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, am I? I I
1: think it just reminds me of how, I mean, you are a queer man and I'm a black woman, Mm -hmm. so the value I think that we place upon these things are extremely different than people who don't have that lived experience every right. day. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of how many people live in their very isolated, small world or are so individualistic that right. they just Because cannot, they're unaffected. Yes. They cannot right. understand what's actually at stake. Mm-hmm. I, another thing that's happened lately, not just here in Iowa, but, in our nation is that affirmative action has been overthrown um, when it comes to college admissions and that we're no longer going to consider race um, when it comes to who we're admitting to college in the college admissions process. However, they did not do away with the legacy admissions Mm -hmm. or gender admissions. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there is, I love the podcast, the daily Because it's just like 20, 25-minute episodes every day with a current event that you should care about. Sure. And they had two last week talking about affirmative action, but one specifically talking about Clarence Thomas, Justice Mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas, and his personal beliefs on affirmative action. And basically, after listening to it, I was like, okay, so my takeaway is that he is throwing a temper tantrum because he feels like white people look at him and judge him and think he only got to where he was because of affirmative action. So now he just wants to say, fuck it all for everybody. No more affirmative action. And I'm like, this has nothing to do. This is all based off of your personal feelings about this practice. And it's there's no data that he's using. He cited several times in his ruling his own experience with affirmative action and the way it made him feel. And I'm like, why Why did we appoint him right. to the Supreme Court? Why does he get to insert his feelings into this decision? Mm. And I just am slowly fearing, or I'm fearing, not slowly, I'm quickly fearing that mm-hmm. our world is going to become Gilead from Handmaid's Tale.
0: Right, definitely. I can see it. Mm-hmm.
1: And... I was talking to a white family member about this last week, and they were like, "I'm not afraid of the way the world is headed." And I was like, "Of course you're not. You're a cis, hetero, 65 year old white woman. What Mm -hmm. the fuck do you have to be concerned about?"
0: Right. None of this affects you. Like you don't have to worry about getting an abortion because you know you're older than that age or whatever. Right. You know, Um, you are you know middle class or whatever. Yep. You're married to a man exactly.
1: uh, cisgendered hetero relationship. Right. So it's like, of course you're not worried. Your fear, n- none of your realities are being threatened. No pillars that you've based your livelihood upon or your value system, nothing is being threatened. So you, there's nothing to be afraid of. However, there are many realities for me that are being threatened right now and for you too. And you're right. When people tell you to calm down or you're fear mongering, it's like, Okay, but history has shown us that this will mm-hmm. happen and that there are right. people fighting really hard to ensure that it does. Right. I hate when people tell me to calm down.
0: <laughs> Don't tell me to fucking calm down. Don't do it. Don't you ever. <laughs> Don't tell me to calm
1: down. Don't tell me to be quiet. Don't shush me. Right. I, that's like a trigger for
0: sure. Well, right. It just, like, What do they want from me? You know, just like to lie down and take it. You You know, like. They want
1: you to not exist anymore. Right. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. They want you to be extinct. Yeah. And me too.
0: It sucks.
1: It does suck. Yeah. And especially. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) I was just going to say white women in particular hold so much political power. And power in their communities. And I get so upset when they sit back and do nothing. Mm. Or when they are willing to have conversations with me privately. Like, oh, yeah, what they're doing is wrong. But when they go to their middle-aged white women friends, they talk about nothing. And I'm like, if you guys actually banded together and used your little white women tears and." Ways that were helpful, you could make a lot of shit happen, but you don't. Sure. You just want to cry about how your feelings are hurt. Someone pointed out that you were being a Karen. Right. And it's annoying.
0: Well, it just makes me think, too, of, like, uh, the white women in, I- in Iowa uh, mm-hmm. who are in the legislature, like Ashley Hinton or Kim Reynolds or Joni Ernst, who are, like, very much leading this, you know, kind of white Christian uh, conservative agenda, yeah. you know? And it's, it, it's frustrating to see... um you know, women, I guess, in some way, dismantling their own freedoms. Well, what I want to say know? is,
1: did you guys forget that you just earned the right to vote like right. 60 years ago? <laughs> Hello? You couldn't wear Hello? pants to work.
0: Knock, knock. You couldn't you there?
1: live alone without having a husband. Right. You, you couldn't, couldn't have, have a credit card until like,
0: what, the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. You're next, bitches. Right. But they don't see it that way.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's so frustrating that like all this just feels so precarious, Mm -hmm. you know, that it feels like that there's this ground that feels really unstable Mm -hmm. to be walking on, Um, you know, and maybe these freedoms that we've gained, you know, won't be dismantled, you know, until later if we don't do anything about it. But it's still like that makes me afraid, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh I think it was only last year that the last legislative session, I think that, you know, even if it was struck down, somebody, you know, tried to say that like marriage was only between a man and woman in Iowa, Mm -hmm. you know, and even though it was struck down, it's like this is part of the agenda, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, don't tell me not to be afraid that I can't you know, get married in the future here in Iowa.
1: Well, and I think we're also ignoring the very real next steps, which would be interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, because some people don't understand what it means to write a bill and how long bills actually are and all of the other things that go into that. It it makes very clear sense to me that once We, you know, pass one of these bills. We're just going to keep going down the line Mm -hmm. and no one's looking at the fine print that's in them. But in the fine print are a lot of other protections and clauses, basically, um, that no one's reading. We hear, like, the headline yeah, and we don't get to read the entirety or hear the entirety of the bill. Mm.
0: It is actually kind of fascinating, too, that I finally found, you know, not finally, but I found ways to, like, read bills that are being, you know, um, Put asked, up in the legislation yes, or whatever. Yeah, proposed. Um, you know, there's websites that let you read all the bills, and there's a lot of jargon in there too. But it does feel like to uh, I feel more active, I guess, in a way when I read the bills that are being proposed and whatnot. Um, and so, if you're interested in like a quick Google search, really does a lot. Like you can read these bills. Mm-hmm. A lot of you know publications will even link to them too, which is cool. But um, it's just frustrating to be in this place where I feel like you know I I have this fear, you know, and I I care very much about LGBTQ rights and the rights of women and the rights of people of color. Um, And I feel stuck in a place that is so conservative. Um, And I think I feel stagnant because there's so many people in my life who are completely unaffected by the ways that these laws are targeting people like me and people like you. Yeah. That there's, you know, this kind of white, cis, hetero person that makes up the majority of the people in my, you know, community, Mm -hmm. whether they're my friends or not, that just are completely unaffected and they're going to vote, you know, based on their own interests. Yeah. And it just feels really, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like I, like the issues that I care about just, They don't matter to them. They don't, right? And it it's uh, (laughs) it's hard to make somebody care about your life. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and (laughs) And to see how that could they care. And this is the thing I think that people don't—they can't see beyond their own nose. Like they care about your life, and you know, if something happened to you as an individual, they would care. But they don't care about the broader like you and your life, you know. And for me, I feel like. I'm thinking like generationally mm, mm-hmm. um, not just where I'm at now, but what will it be like for Ben and Azela's kids? Right. And what will it be like for their children's children? Like mm-hmm. what world will they be living in and are they going to be able to thrive or are they going to be persecuted?
0: Right. I don't know. And it's, it almost just seems like people care too little too late, mm-hmm. you know, especially like things like climate change, mm-hmm. you know, it's like now things are, we're starting to see, you know, some, you know more consequences or higher consequences of the climate changing um in in negative ways, and now it's like, oh, like this is happening because of climate change like we should we should care you know, and it's like okay well where where were you you know thirty years ago you know yeah, and, but they didn't believe it they right why see are we being it. why are we being so slow about making any kind of li- like actual change mm-hmm. and it's because people don't feel affected by it, no. and it's like too little too late you know and it just feels really frustrating to be the per like a person being like we need help we need to change this and people being like well it doesn't really affect me mm-hmm. so like you might need help I, care? And I don't right
1: like i'm fine being hot <laughs> i don't care that our world has had like record highs for right. the past month it's fine.
0: Right. Or that the water in Iowa is like undrinkable and, you know, horrible and all the water runoff that's happening at farms that are, you know, owned by major corporations are completely destroying the agriculture and the soil of the state. Like it.
1: But it's fine. It's fine. Because we can just get food from other places. Right. We don't need our own <laughs> corn. Why?
0: Uh,
1: well, I want to talk more about our frustration with our local government and the actions that they're taking, but let's take a break.
0: Yeah, I need a break. Okay, me too. (laughs) I'm sure you guys do too.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's important, you know, to take breaks and to rest.
1: <laughs> it is. Rest is super important. It really
0: is, because it I is. think I can get so worked up about all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's so overwhelming. I agree. It's, uh, and I think it's really easy to feel powerless. It and is. And helpless. Or hopeless,
1: yeah, and we've been pretty much um, all doom and gloom the first half of our show, right? So, we want to come back with some positivity, non- yeah, Woo! positive, happy
0: <laughs>
1: suggestions, right? To initiate change. what can
0: we do? What
1: can we do instead of just sitting here complaining about it?
0: Sarah, tell me what to do,
1: okay? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things we can do, Caleb, is. To support our local news stations and our local journalists.
0: Absolutely. We
1: also, you mentioned IPR. I love NPR, Mm -hmm. which they're basically the same thing. Right. Um, But support these people that are trained journalists and doing the really tough Mm -hmm. on the ground work. We don't need to watch CNN. We don't need to watch Fox. We really don't need to watch ABC, even though David Muir is on there and he's my celebrity crush. But we need to... Really, we forget that so much of this happens f- right here where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we can affect the most change.
0: Right. And I think uh, kind of reversing my approach, you know, things like ABC or CNN, like they definitely feel very like top, you know, elite mm-hmm. kind of like dealing with these like very big overarching issues. Right. Um but. Coming to like IPR or like the Gazette or the Des Moines uh, Register or whatever feel a little bit more local, a little bit more um, approachable, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's smaller. But I think for me, it's important to kind of scale back what I have the power to um,
1: to change, to
0: change or even like digest, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like these are the things that are happening to me currently in like in my community and whatever. And you know, like I have to, instead of being so overwhelmed with all these like big federal, whatever global issues, it's like, sometimes I have to scale back my, um, my circle of, um, what do you call Influence? it? Influence. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because they think it's so easy to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. by everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, And those things are all real and, you know, it's it's important to care about them. Um, But I think for my own mental health, I think sometimes I have to scale it way back. Yeah, I agree. What can I do today?
1: We kind of mentioned voting off air, but I think, yes, it is super important to vote in our presidential election. But there are votes happening all year round for school board, Mm -hmm. for local officials, for sheriffs. Those are the people that are really easy to learn about. um, And they have, and I'm going to have to think of the website, but there are websites devoted to giving a nice little canvas about each candidate and Mm -hmm. what they believe in. And just remember that someone you're voting for, for school board, they're on the direct trajectory Of being where Kimberly Reynolds is. Yeah. So it might not be now, and it might seem like, oh, I don't even, I'm not even in that district. Pay attention.
0: Sure. Because
1: these are the people that have their sights set on higher roles and um, have hidden agendas.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think it's important to even to like talk about, you know, the book ban that's Mm -hmm. happening, you know, across the country, um, that that's being put in the hands of local school boards. Yep. You know, to make those kinds of calls, you know, Mm -hmm. like which books should be banned Mm -hmm. and aren't going to be allowed in the public school system that our kids have access to. You -hmm. know, it's nothing doesn't matter. Exactly. It all matters.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Even the small stuff, Mm -hmm. if not most importantly, the small stuff.
1: I agree because the small stuff is it's a snowball into the bigger things, but we got to catch it before it gets out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing we can do is ask questions. Don't just believe shit. Right. Think critically.
0: Think critically.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ask some questions. Challenge the things you hear. If someone says something, I'm always trying to challenge people's thoughts. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, tell me more. Why do you believe that? Where did you hear that? I tell Benjamin all the time because he'll look something up and he he told me he's like, oh, the world's going to be gone by 2050. And I'm like, What are you reading?
0: And I was like,
1: Ben, fact check, and you need multiple sources. Right,
0: don't believe everything you see on the internet. Yes, please don't.
1: But also, keep reading. If if you see something that you're like, oh, this sounds... Fishier, this really resonates with me, then continue to find some source material to back up what it is that you find interesting or scary or really resonates with your weird little soul.
0: Totally. And I think, you know, something that really is important for me that I've been doing recently is, you know, really establishing what it is that I care about, and what I stand for, mm-hmm. you know, and like. Things that I don't quite understand, like unions, like doing some reading and figuring out why unions are important, where they come from, like why it's important to support them, you Mm -hmm. know, that kind of stuff. Um, and what's problematic about them potentially, you Mm -hmm. know, um, but, you know, knowing where I stand on unions is important because that is something that becomes a big issue with, you know, um, Republicans versus Democrats and like why, um, that seems to be a big issue, Mm -hmm. you know, laborers versus corporations. Yeah. Um. But just, like, small stuff like that, becoming informed, I think, is really what it comes down to. It's, like, asking the questions, but then also having the resources to To inform yourself. stay informed, yes.
1: and make informed decisions. And don't just be out here saying or doing shit because you heard one thing one time. Right. Yeah, do your research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Put your money where your fucking mouth is. That's
0: right, bitch.
1: Yeah. If you believe in a cause, donate.
0: Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and... I I would say, you know, sometimes I feel very, you know, powerless, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, but there are people giving like $5, $25 here and there and all of that matters, you know, all mm-hmm. of that adds up so fast. And so if you support things like, you know, abortion access um, for women, you know, consider donating to Planned Parenthood or, mm-hmm. you know, to a bunch of other funds that exist, you like, it's important to put your money where your mouth is it
1: is and if you are not in the position to donate monetarily there are ways you can donate your time Mm -hmm. you can donate your resources um you can donate your voice
0: yeah honestly being vocal about where you stand on things is kind of important Mm -hmm. you know like i think that there's kind of this idea um that i hmm, how do i how do i put this Sometimes I'm afraid of, you know, speaking out because I'm not sure if other people support, you know, my right to exist as a openly gay man, you Mm -hmm. know. But I have people in my life who say like, oh, I don't care, whatever. But like it's important for me to hear from people all the time, essentially, that they care about my issues, Mm -hmm. you know. So be vocal. Mm -hmm. You might, you know, be inspiring somebody to, you know, feel more safe or more included or, you know more empowered Mm -hmm. or something, you know?
1: Yep. We've talked about, actually on our last episode, we were talking about using our voice. And I am one where, if I hear one word, I probably am on the polar opposite side of you. Like, I probably use my voice too much and jump the gun on things I hear. I'm always just like, what did you say? And tell me Mm. why, which makes people feel very threatened. But um, I just don't believe in being quiet.
0: At all. Well, the thing is, like, we have to live loud, right? Because I think that, like, yeah. we're, you know, I'm openly gay. I feel like I kind of wear it on my sleeve. And, like, you can't hide this color of your skin, you know? It's like.
1: We're like an endangered species <laughs> out here.
0: <laughs> we out here and we loud. We you know are. And we have to be. We do have to You be. know, because we have to, you know, survive. But it's just, you know, we're visible. Mm-hmm. And I think for anybody who isn't part of the lgbtq community like you can also still be visibly um an ally Mm -hmm. by saying i support this and i support lgbtq people
1: yeah i make it explicitly clear to every single person in my life what i stand for and Mm -hmm. i know if i was to ask anybody who talks to me on a regular basis like what do you think i think about this they would probably roll their eyes and be like bitch we know you say it all the time Mm -hmm. but that we need to speak up to the point where the people in our lives like want to duct tape our mouths shut. Sure. Like we just yeah. there's never a time where we should, I think feel afraid. I do understand being really weary about making people upset with what we say or being judged mm-hmm. or getting hurt by speaking up, but I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. I'm playing the long game." So, right. I try and just focus on Always using my voice in any and every capacity that I sure. can, which is, I think, why this podcast is so important. Too. Totally.
0: And I think actually it just made me think of, you know, <clears throat> this concept of it's not enough to just be again to um, not be racist, but to be anti-racist mm-hmm. is the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be like vocally, visibly anti-racist. Mm-hmm.
1: And make it a lifestyle. It's not a trend. Right. You know, even after all the Black Lives Matter things have kind of fallen to the side and they're not as uh, overwhelmingly visible on news outlets, Mm -hmm. I still believe in what I believed in three years ago. And I'm still saying the same things Mm -hmm. I was saying three years ago. There will just never be a time that I don't believe in this because it's a value. It's not a trend for me.
0: Yeah. And I think. Yeah, it's just, it's not enough to be quietly supportive. No. You know, it's just not.
1: Neutrality is a very loud choice.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really is.
1: Yep. It is.
0: And there's so many people who have said essentially the same thing. Yes. You know, like Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. Like, it's just, it's not enough to be quietly supportive of people of color or LGBTQ people, people who are disabled. Mm Mm-hmm. People who are, you know, poor. Yep. um, Yeah, unhoused people, marginalized communities. Exactly. They exist. Yeah. Be louder. Be please. Be louder with your support.
1: Please do. I want to share a quote before we end our time together. Okay. It's by my boo, MLK. MLK (laughs) MLKJ. Hey boo. Hey boo boo. Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Jr. And (laughs) what a great man he was. Also a flawed man, just like everybody else on the planet.
0: Was he a human being? Oh, my God. He might have been.
1: What do you know? (laughs) But he shared this quote that um, I have heard many times in my life. Actually, we referenced it in our last show. And I miss... Well, I didn't misquote it. But I definitely said it was from the wrong person. But I'm going to read it aloud because this is something I wish I could post every single day so that people would see it every day with a mm-hmm. fresh set of eyes and let it soak in where it needs to be. First, I must confess that over the last few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's greatest stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner. But the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. In other words, be loud and be decisive.
0: Yeah, be visible about your support.
1: Yeah. It's not enough to just do it in private Mm -hmm. and tell, you know, like me as your one black friend, I support you. Like, no, you need to go take this to all Mm -hmm. of the other people who might not support me and make it painfully obvious to these people what you believe in Mm -hmm. and have conversations. Because Caleb and I can talk to people who don't believe what we believe all day. But if we don't look, act or think like these people, there's a barrier between what we're saying, our message, and them. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, things are so much more well-received when they come from someone that resembles themselves.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the truth. It is. Yeah. Well, listeners, I hope that you don't feel too overwhelmed with, you know, the conversation that we had today. Um, I really believe that the future you know in an ideal way that it can exist you know not that we'll ever reach utopia but um that we can have a more just more free more equitable society Mm -hmm. um I do believe that I have to believe that I have to have hope for that but it takes work you know and it takes all of us yes by being visibly audibly loud in support of justice and in support of you know equity and inclusion
1: mm-hmm. so couldn't have said it better
0: yeah i don't know about that but i couldn't have hey guys we love you we, we love do you a love lot you
1: so much
0: um yeah
1: don't forget to go follow us on insta at other the podcast please share this episode with your friends especially those of us who live in iowa who need to be aware of what's going on um those of us that feel very alone with all of these horrible changes that are being made right now And just remember we love you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots, lots and lots. So much. Mm.
1: Until next time, lovers and friends. See you soon. Peace the fuck out.